I want to read from Genesis 28, verses 16 and 17. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid, and said, How dreadful is this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. It is reported that we spend one third of our lives sleeping. Uh, one of those statistics, I believe, which might trouble all of us, but there is very little we can do about it. Well, during the course of our sleep, we dream. We all dream, and apparently each night we dream for about two hours, even if we remember these dreams or not. And you'll find lots of articles, I think most of them probably unhelpful, online, which talk about the significance of people's dreams. Some might even try to convince themselves that their dream is in fact a precursor to a higher calling in life, but I'm more than happy to leave that matter to one side. However, when it comes to the dreams and the visions that we read of in the Bible, we have to keep in mind that they, they form a very important part of God's revelation, and they're very different and distinct from the, the everyday dream that we have each of our nights. Uh, theologians will always divide revelation up into two sections. And I think most of us have heard this natural revelation which takes in the created world and the providences of God in which God reveals himself, his power and his glory so that people are left without excuse as to God's own existence. But as we know, mankind needs more because of its fallen nature. And so that's where special revelation comes in. And it reveals, in short, the way of salvation to us. Before the whole Bible was complete, uh, we, we discover that God used dreams, visions and uh, manifestations or theophanies of himself, such as the burning bush and so on. And, and these were used in Old Testament scriptures right into the New Testament period to reveal himself to mankind. Now, with the completion of scripture, dreams and visions of this nature no longer reveal the will of God. If they did, well, there's not a sufficiency in the Bible alone. Whether or not God may use our everyday dream to trouble us or stir our thoughts about eternal issues, that's another matter. But in terms of actual revelation, these are chapters which are closed because all scripture has been revealed, given and preserved for us. In our podcast today, I'm drawing your attention to one of those clear dreams which God used to reveal truth to one of the patriarchs, to Jacob himself. In waking up, Jacob said to himself, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. This was Jacob's unexpected visit, and there is much for us to learn from it. What I want us to see first of all in this unexpected visit is that God met with Jacob following a period of hardship. And I want to see in Jacob's response, it's not just the surprise that God met with him. And in fact, I don't think Jacob was surprised that God met with him because, you know, Jacob was a believer. We can certainly look at his character and we can see issues in which at times he was near and times he was far from God. But he wasn't an atheist. He was a believer. He believed in the promise of God. But the surprise of Jacob is, is where the Lord met with him and in what circumstances God met with him. Remember that the background to Jacob's experience could be viewed as adverse, to say the least. Wasn't everything seemingly against him? He had enraged his, his brother Esau, 
And now Esau was a man determined to kill Jacob. And, and even when leaving Beersheba and journeying towards Haran, Jacob finds himself in a place where the approach of night was coming and so he needs to sleep in the open air. What does Jacob have for pillows? Well, all he has are stones. And there on the cold, hard, unforgiving and unfamiliar night ground between Beersheba and Haran, Jacob falls asleep. Well, these were hard times. And this was a far cry from his father's house and from the blessing he had received. Did Jacob lay down to sleep expecting this dream? Well, there's no indication of this. Even when he wakes up from his sleep, his, from his sleep, his tone is one of surprise. And, and that's clear to see. He says, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. Not only does this confirm this was no ordinary dream. Jacob understood that God had been speaking, revealing himself but it demonstrates the truth that not only does the Lord choose to draw near to us in seasons uh, that maybe are, are unexpected, but many times when we are in hard and lonely places. Why, why is that, Christian? Why is it that some of the most nearest experiences of God drawing near to us are when we are in the most difficult places? Well, is it not because we've been stripped of all earthly dependence and the usual comforts that we have, which maybe have distracted us and kept us so far from God in the first place. It, it might be that we have to be like Jacob, where it's a night season, it's a dark season, it's a hard ground, and, and our life is in peril or danger or something's threatening us. And then we understand that we need God. And this was the, the experience that Jacob had. God met and visited with him in such a way which he did not expect. And I, and I believe there's tremendous encouragement and, and teaching for us in that. Also, God meets and visits with his people and he does so through means and through ways. Well, for Jacob, it was this dream that we often refer to as Jacob's ladder. But notice that in addition to this, the word of God came to Jacob. So it was not just what he saw, but what he heard. He saw in the dream that which brings us to think of Christ as our, our mediator. And there's much more about the, the, the dream of Jacob's lad that we could consider, but we won't. But it's this covenant word that came, the Lord standing uh, above it. I, I am the Lord God of Abraham, my father. And what a word that was to, to the patriarchs, which came not just to, to Jacob, but, but to Abraham and Isaac and so on. In other words, what God has always been, he, he will always be to his people. Jacob was reminded of the blessing that there would be in his seed. This was the, the gospel truth, the, the same that Abraham received. That you know, many nations will be blessed through you, Jacob. And, and this was always pointing him to Jesus Christ. So God is able to reach us in places we least expect, in circumstances we might deem as insurmountable. And what is it when God does when he visits? He brings us to himself and to his great redemptive promises. I am your God and this is what I will do. So Jacob woke up and what he was humbled immensely. Notice what he says in verse 17. How dreadful is this place? He, he doesn't mean this was a torturous, agonizing place of terror. For, as if this was the experience of the unsaved confronted with the very holiness and the terror of God himself. But it, it's the solemnity of the occasion. And that's why the word dreadful is being used here. How solemn, how, how, how sobering is this place? God has met with him. And so he calls this place the house of God and the gate of heaven. It's important that we do not allow error to spring from those great statements. Jacob 
was not fixing to a location saying, well, now this is the only place by which the portal to heaven is known. If, if that was the case, well, he would build a whole empire over that location, but he doesn't. He journeys on. The point is this, that he understood that through a means of the dream and the word, there was access to God. There was a manifestation. God met with him. It was a gateway. It was a, a house. It was a dwelling place. It was God meeting with him and Jacob meeting with God. Well, Christians today, we've got a far greater means than Jacob had because God gives to the church of Christ preaching and prayer as we meet together corporately and physically. He gives to us ordinances in the, in the Lord's table and baptism. And rightly, as we come to the house of God, wherever we are, whatever part of this world we're in, we can come together in such a fashion, not alone like Jacob. And, and I'm not decrying the fact that we... we, we uh, should should get alone before God. We should. That's a different thing. But but coming together, engaging in prayer, recognizing that these are the means by which God visits with His people. How tragic it is that many a time, as God's people, we can remain asleep. We've not woken up. We've not realized that God is in this place. We haven't known it. Maybe still the hard pillows of life and the cold night of adversity brings us down. Oh, dear believer. Oh, that God would stir us again to his holy presence, that we might even awake ourselves and understand that week after week as we come together to meet with him around his word and through prayer, that we can say God is in this place and I knew it not. Mm -hmm.